Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcome questions and learn to live free and real. Each week we take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join your host, Joe Farmer, as he gets real with himself, with God, and with you. Thank you for joining us today on The Real Life, Living in the Here and Now. I am so pleased to have my my friend Kevin Flora, the Chief Business Officer with The Holler Creative, back in with me again today. So, Kevin, thanks for sticking around, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me again. I... Uh, to me, just having a conversation is what life's about. You know, we get away from that a lot. and get my head in a computer all day long, and it's 5 o'clock, and I realize, man, I didn't talk to nobody today. Right. <laughs> I don't think that's why God put me on earth, you know. But <laughs> It's not good for man to be alone. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Uh, you know, but uh, it's that's one of the great – and, we, of course, we love where we live, and uh, I love – I'm a hillbilly. I'm proud of it. Uh, tell people I'm a hillbilly. Uh I was on a cruise a couple of years ago. People asked where we were from, and I told them, I said, we're hillbillies. She said, well, don't say that. I said, why not? I said, I'm proud yeah. to be a hillbilly, and I am. I'm, I am fiercely proud to be a hillbilly, and we're going to fight about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, but the, we, we love where we live, and, and, and I think um, we were talking off, off air about uh, all the creative things going on in the area i think god is really reviving um that creative uh spirit that i think used to live here that mm-hmm. i think people surrendered i'm not gonna say anybody took it from us i mm-hmm. think i think we surrendered it uh, we we let a group of people convince us that they they knew better how to take care of us than we did and uh and I think we we've got people pushing back against that. That says, "Hey, listen, we can make this place anything we want it to be. We can make it successful if we want to, and 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 we can do it. We may need some help, but we can do it. You know, mm-hmm. we can do it ourselves with just a little help." You know? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think back. Um, you know, connect with the last podcast on a, you know, the war on poverty. Was it Lyndon B. Johnson that? declared that and you know he he was motorcaded through through the streets of eastern kentucky and um the first initiative i believe that came from him declaring war on poverty in this area was he sent shoes to somebody uh, or sent shoes to the area um because as he was driving by he saw some kids barefoot on their front porch what a harsh assessment of this area so yeah i mean sometimes i go barefoot just to show because I want to. Whoever, right. <laughs> like, let run, me go barefoot. You I know? used to run barefoot in the mountains. Yeah. Literally. I could run on gravels man, because I wanted to. And, it, and it's not because we can't afford shoes. No. It's not because we can't figure out how to make our own shoes. It's because we don't want to wear shoes. Well, and you know, you know? We've, we've even exported that mentality to yeah. uh, other countries. You know, the church has, has done that. Mm-hmm. We, we've went over, oh, you know, you don't have a home or you don't have a car here let me give you a car and you know what i found if you give a missionary a motorcycle and they've never ridden a motorcycle you've basically given them a 300 pound bicycle yeah they don't know how to 
They don't yeah. know how to work that. And we come in, we tell them, oh, no, you know, we, you need to live like this. This is how you need to live. You're, you're doing it all wrong, you know. Yeah. And, and you know what? They, they're passionate about their culture as well. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been fortunate. I mean, last year I had what, eight or ten Africans in my house yeah. living everywhere. I mean, yeah. and uh, had never eaten cereal before. And we're doing it's awesome. I don't know yeah. if, if you never had people like that. It's, it's amazing <laughs> to see people experience things uh-huh. for the first uh, the first time the pastor came to america a year a few years before that he'd never seen cheese didn't know what it was and and then we're taste testing uh cereal you know <laughs> putting cool. it in their hands and like oh you know that's pretty neat and <laughs> yeah. and then he's seeing my gas logs and he's wanting to know why they don't catch on fire well how do you explain that you know i'm like well i, I, I don't know I, I can't explain this but but you know they have a culture that that they are passionate about, mm-hmm. and and we need respect it about one another, and to coming in and doing something for someone, you know, and, and I, I give a great example, and I'm I'm not throwing rock stones at anybody here, but there was a kid in our neighborhood that was homeless, and he was a, a senior in high school, and he was really trying hard, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, was was sleeping in his truck, was living in a bus a lot, and. Everywhere, and I, and I remember when I just said, "Hey, if I if I turn my garage into an apartment, would you, would you live there?" He said, "Yeah." So I literally go out, borrow the money, That's cool. turn my garage into an apartment. He didn't stay two weeks. Yeah, you know. Yeah. The worst thing I did for that kid was rescue him. Yep. And sometimes if you if you just take people out of the struggle, if you if you uh, if you break open a cocoon for uh, a butterfly, it, it doesn't strengthen its wings enough by pushing on it to break out to be able to survive outside of that and i think what happened was and here we go down another rabbit hole but <laughs> it all connects it, it, it does, does but yeah. and that's where we are and yeah. and we've got people though that we've people have tried to come in and just take away their struggle mm-hmm. but they didn't learn to be self-sufficient they didn't learn job skills they didn't learn what it meant to take pride in something Mm -hmm. if you didn't work and earn something it means nothing to you yeah right yeah yeah and i I mean there's story after story like that you know i I worked at a psych hospital and um in the winter it'd get cold and you'd see a lot of homeless individuals check themselves into the psych hospital tell you what their diagnosis was you know 10 years ago or whatever and um, they wanted to get out of the cold they needed some shelter to survive um, but this was their way of surviving in, in our programs that we put in place here in America because we think that we know what's best um, is that let's help you into a transitional housing and then help you get to a, a job and then rent a house and then buy a house and get back on your feet. And there was many a homeless person that I talked to that said, you don't understand, I am on my feet for the first time. I was enslaved to debt. I was enslaved to society. I was enslaved to a career that people determined wow. what my day-to-day looked like. Being homeless is not a negative for me. Being homeless has been me being set free. Yeah, I do have a diagnosis, but I figured out life on my own, and I'm happier now than I ever have been. That's right. Being homeless. Right. You know, and to me, I just have a different worldview. I don't want myself or my kids to be homeless right Right. so i I work to provide a house for them but you you carry that into entrepreneurship or to christianity and we can be told what we're supposed to do but it has to be on us to create what god has called us to do right i think god has has created us and put us here on earth and i was just talking to to 
somebody a couple days ago. They'd messaged me pretty late at night, just asking some questions about, um, you know, loss and, and difficulty in their life, traumatic events, and it they they didn't reveal anything to me. But I knew that this was a defining moment for them. They're asking a question of something in their life that shaped who they are today, that's changed an action or a behavior for them, as you know, of who they are to the point that it's bothered them enough to open up to somebody about it a little bit. Right. I, I know zero details of this this person's story, right? But um, the what my role in there was, you know, God gave me breath that day to help this person process that a little bit. God did not give me breath that morning to tell that person what to do, right? True. And I, I think going back to, to our business, the Holler Creative, it's our role is not to tell a business owner, you're doing this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, you need to do this, this, and this. It's to help them process what's not working and what is. That's awesome. What do you love doing and what don't you? Right. And let's work through it. Hey, if you want the Holler as kind of a partner with you on this effort to – to take something off your plate that you don't like doing but is necessary, maybe we're here for that. And that's the difference bet- between a relationship and looking at somebody just as a customer. You know, uh, we, and, and most of these folks have just made a living on basically coming in saying, we're the experts, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing, let us do it for you, get out of our way. And, and man, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've seen companies, I know companies have wasted millions upon millions of dollars i look at some of these commercials on tv and i think someone had a meeting when we were talking about this off air someone had a a marketing meeting (laughs) and by unanimous consent said yes we want to do this you know we want to uh we want to put this out there this is a great ideal i worked for a company once and i know first experts said that you shouldn't use the color red and, right. you know, uh, you've probably heard that <laughs> yeah. in, in marketing. You're in marketing, and, and our company's like, we're, we're using red. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Wait a minute here. Oh, this is this is yeah. next level. Yeah. I've never, I don't know any person has ever, honey, come look. Mm. This company's using red. <laughs> it's on the TV. This is unreal. You know, but somebody, some expert has yeah. told them, you know, and that's just, I just don't believe that's true. Yeah. And and I think um, <laughs> the way you guys are doing things, Kevin, mm-hmm. by, by creating a partnership and that we're in this together, we're in this journey together, we're figuring this out together, mm-hmm. we're creating this, this life, this lasting, mutual, beneficial relationship, uh, I, I think is, is, is wonderful. And, and just take me through... You know, your mission, I think, is is by what you're doing. You're You're helping transform the area by helping entrepreneurs so is, is that correct mm-hmm. just what, what is your yeah. mission statement do you, do you know that right now can you what is the mission of the holler creator yeah so it, it's always been to bring hope and opportunity back into appalachia we do that through multiple ways um now we've we've refined our mission statement lately to to help the general population understand a little bit more of exactly how we do that right it's more like a um uh like our vision is to bring hope and opportunity, right? But how we do that is kind of what we refined our, our mission statement to be. Um, it's more like a directional statement to me. But, um, you know, we do that through a creative digital ad strategy, right? 
Um, so we'll run Facebook and Instagram ads. We'll we'll get you on LinkedIn if you're a business to business kind of um, entity and want to attract businesses to your service or your product. Um, we'll build you a website and and do search engine optimization through blog posts to bring organic traffic to your site. Um, we'll do competitor analysis and, and help you overcome your competitors in your region um, on different facets with that. I mean, there's a whole lot that goes into a digital ad strategy, right? Uh, podcast being one of them. You know, that, that could be a whole other thing to draw an audience in organically. And then you add an ad into the podcast of, um, you know, hey, get your free quote here or whatever, you know, and um, by that, you're, you now have another uh, stream of leads coming into your business that sells and increases your bottom line. And so um, a lot of Appalachia is still uh, with kind of a storefront mentality, traditional marketing kind of way. So they look at billboards as like the, the if you can pay enough money for a billboard with your face on it, you've made it in life and you're good. You're, you've done, you're at the climax of your career and you can start looking toward retirement right but what we look at with billboards is that other than the estimated amount of traffic that goes by it which was determined in one day someone with a counter right um 10 years ago you don't really know the impact that it's having there's no return on investment analytics there's it's more of a branding thing right it's not really driving right and you and you can look business uh, to you it's just like people know who you are. Yeah, and you can look at police data and see how many people crash while they're on their cell phone. So we know that more people are looking at Facebook when they're in their car than that billboard they're driving by, right? Which is terrifying. It is terrifying, it but is. it's truth, right? It so so if you want to return on your investment, you know, get a Facebook ad up for $10 instead of a billboard up for, for 500 or $1,000. Um, it's just kind of bringing common sense into business, a lot, a lot of what we do. Yeah. But um, everything that we do is measurable. And I think if, uh, if you're an entrepreneur, your desire in life, whether you know it or not, is to make a data-informed business decision um, where you know how much cost is going into it and how much returns coming out of it. Right. Um, if you don't have that thought kind of running through your head, then you sh- you're going to struggle to keep your business afloat. And so that's what we do. Um, that's the platform that we bring Hope and Opportunity back into Appalachia. But there's a lot of things that we do that are – are intertwined with that, uh, an internship program, for instance, right? Yes, I'm really excited about that. And I didn't mean to no, you're good. jump in, you're good. but I think what we're challenging, Kevin, what you guys are challenging is the thought that for people in this area to be successful, you have to go somewhere else. And, again, mm-hmm. the the thoughts and the, the way people see this area is changing. Mm-hmm. And I, not just changing from the people that live here, but – Again, if, the, if, if you want to do something great, if you want to do something maybe hasn't been done before, this is the area to do it. And mm-hmm. if you're on the front end of this, you're going to be so glad that you did that. And what you guys are doing, just take a minute and let uh, and, and tell us what you guys are doing with your internship program because I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, leading up to the internship program, that's kind of a funny side story. We don't really ever tell, don't really ever get the chance to tell, I guess. But uh, do I need to edit this out? That's no, it's doing. it's fine. I, I'll try not to cuss. But uh, <laughs> we get we get um, we get we get attention, but not the attention we want, right? Like ideally, exactly. ideally, uh, you know the the TV station would call. 
and say, tell us your story. We want to tell that story, right? But uh, we don't have an office full of coronavirus, so they don't want to tell our story for some reason. We're trying to do good, and so it's like the more good we do, the we draw attention, but it's not the attention we want, right? It's the attention of, of other hustlers who don't have a great ethical or moral boundary. And so we get a lot of copycats, a lot of businesses in our area within right. five miles of us that start um, a website and someone tells us about it or we find it and it's it's basically a copy and paste of our website or our services, right? Um, and at first, man, that, that annoyed us, but we quickly learned to look at that as we must be doing something right. Yeah. Um, and man, that there's nothing more exciting when you see a social media post of someone that we've talked to or we've met with or lives around us and they have the exact same thing as we do, right? Um, there's this one guy, I swear every week he's got he's got a new product or something that we put out a couple weeks before, you know, and he's just he's following the leader, I guess, whatever, but, but that positions us as a leader, and that's kind of cool to us. And so what we thought is, okay, if people are going to be doing this, let's do a lot of good things. That way people will copy the good things. Well, look, look at Paul. You know, Paul said some people preach Christ just – for my detriment, basically, mm-hmm. you know, they're just making it harder on me because I'm being imprisoned and things. But nevertheless, Christ is preached. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And what I found, uh, Kevin, is when God begins to, and and, and it is God, no doubt, because mm-hmm. all the great ideals come from God. I mean, mm-hmm. you might think you had a great idea. That's not your ideal. Yeah. People ask me, I'll tell like the coffee shop, whose ideal is that? So what's God's ideal? It's obviously not mine. If you know me at all. <laughs> I mean, at all. You know this is not my ideal. I mean, yeah. I mean, most people do. They look at me and they look at this and they go, no, no way this was your ideal. You know, and that's fine. And I know, I know that. But what happens is, is that creative juices, spirit, whatever's out there, other people are picking up on it. Mm-hmm. The, the sons of Sceva in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, they seen Paul casting out, out demons well hey let us try that right. you know the problem is those people are eventually going to fade right but what it is that does let you know that you're on track mm-hmm. and that's that because that that spirit you know is out there mm-hmm. and other people are picking up on it. they might even know what they're doing but it lets you know that it's happening and and, and you're on the right track yeah yeah, and, and and so we wanted to, you know, to make an impact, but knowing that that barrier existed, not a barrier, but more of an opportunity after we wrapped our mind around it, we thought we need to start an internship program. So I called my alma mater where your daughter goes to college currently, University of the Cumberlands, and their business school, it's kind of the, the field that most aligned with what we do day in and day out, and said, what kind of internship opportunities do you have? And um, I was told by a professor, uh, there's a summer internship program in Chicago at a call center for people interested in marketing. I said, okay, what else? Uh, that's it, Kevin. And I said, you got to be, you got to be kidding me. Joking. I mean, that's you think working at a call center is marketing, right? Right. And the fact that there's one opportunity, it's not local. It's not. It's not impacting anything. It's not bringing any opportunity back to this area. There's there's zero benefit to, to really anyone other than that call center who's most likely, you know, no offense to call centers, but on a government contract that'll last a few years, you know, until the next contract comes through. Right, right. But um, that model destroyed us. And so we said, we're going to make this work. And so I talked to the professor. I said, um, we're going to open up an internship program then. He said, okay, how many do you want? 
I said, how many, many you how got? Many you got? Yeah. <laughs> I and, knew what your and he, was And, you know, he, he, I said, bring them all. And then he's like, well, is it paid or free? I said, ooh, that's a good question, you know? <laughs> okay, let's question. go back. Let's go back to are we helping everybody? And, and so talked to Josh and, and determined it was going to be a paid internship program. So so then I'm like, okay, don't bring everybody. <laughs> you know? <laughs> can't pay <laughs> we, everybody. Yeah, we need to figure this out first. So um, And we started with a few, and then each semester got a couple more. And um, it ended up being this beautiful thing because then we're able to vet someone as an intern before we hire them as a full-time employee. Awesome. Um, we're able to able to keep the good ones. And, um, you know, the ones that would leave us anyway if we were to hire them full-time, they can leave – as an intern, right? right. Um, it's it. We're a, we're a company that hires based on uh, personality and char- character traits. Um, those that exemplify Christ in their everyday life is somebody that we want associated with the reputation of the holler. Um, we'll train the skill set. Listen, I, our whole business, which is is very very doing very well, um, was learned through YouTube. <laughs> you know, there's no Try. secret Try. to building a website. There's no secret to, to managing Facebook's ad platform. You just got to learn how to do it. And so That's we right. can teach the skill set, but you hire the personality. It's in, in the intangibles that you can't teach. Yeah. You know, you, you can't teach character. You can't. I mean, you can model it. You, you can, but, I mean, whether or not a person has that, you have to have the right person. Mm-hmm. You know, I told my wife, you know, sometimes people even look down on people that are zealous. I said, mm-hmm. I can work with that. Mm-hmm. Give me that over somebody apathetic That's right. any day. I mean, right. they may not know what they're doing. They may be breaking stuff, and they may be running all over the place creating havoc, but I can work with zeal. Yeah. I, it's hard to work with apathy. Yeah, You know, if I have to motivate you every single day, and, and you know, motivation, motivation is temporary. Yeah, It comes and goes. When you got it, it's great. You run with it. But when you don't, it, you know, you just don't. Mm-hmm. But, but if you've got zeal, man, I, I can work with that. Yeah. And uncertainty, you know, we look for people that uh, kind of are on the verge of arrogance or too much confidence, um, but they call themselves a Christian, so we can hold them accountable for that because they say it, you know. And so then we're able to take that that little bit of arrogance and turn it into a certainty of who they are, of who God's made them to be. You are great at this. Listen, but the glory goes to God. It doesn't go to you. And he gave you the gift. And that switch from a confidence to a certainty in someone else's life through the mentorship of a business, man, if that's not God's hand, I don't that's know awesome. what is. It's a beautiful thing to see to bring someone to the next level of maturity maturity in their relationship with Christ, but also in their relationship with the world and how they view the world and how they view themselves as part of it. And, man, I run sound at, uh, at our church, and it is it is so cool because we do not, Josh and I do not by any means intentionally push our employees to go to church. Okay, we are a a Christian ran and Christian owned business, but we're not a Christian business, right? right? So we don't push that on them. But where I run sound in church because I love the technology side of you know the communication. I get man, I get the honor of setting the environment and the tone for a thousand people in our church every yeah, Sunday. Yeah. One, I hope I don't screw it up because I'm taking people out of worship, right? But but two. When God's a part of that, it's it's a beautiful thing to see people raising their hands, see people worshiping. But my greatest pleasure every Sunday comes in looking down and seeing every one of my employees down there, awesome. seeing them serving and open the door for people. And it's not because I'm telling them Monday morning they got to come Sunday and do that. Right. It's because they're experiencing God day in and day out, and they've been called to do that, and they're mm-hmm. following the call. Man. The one person in our in our uh, in our business that doesn't go to our church. 
she serves in her church because her mom plays piano. Mamaw plays the organ. It's her hometown church, Child. you know, and she runs sound in her church. Every cool. one of our employees serve, and that's the impact. That's the opportunity we're bringing back. That's the hope that we're bringing back right. is taking people from the outside, putting them in, taking good people from the inside and keeping them in, and that's happening through an internship program of all things. Believe it or not, we're <laughs> out of time. Um, we actually went over a few minutes, which it's okay. <laughs> it's a good note to end on. <laughs> this is this is off. This is awesome, man. I have really enjoyed our time together. I just want to encourage you if if you are listening and and you know you're maybe considering uh, doing something in this space or you you want to know more about what the holler is doing, uh, visit them at the holler. The it's t h e h o l l e r dot com. Um, come see what they're doing. We didn't even get a chance to talk to you about your building. I don't know. We may we may do another one. I don't know. Or have you back or do another episode. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll do but the building. <laughs> we'll do the building next time. But uh, um, we appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to The Real Life Living in the Here and Now. Until next week, just remember to keep it Thank you for joining The Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show Join us next week as we tackle real life together.